Once when Jesus was praying in solitude and the disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowd say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others, one of the ancient prophets has arisen. Then he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter said in reply, The Messiah of God. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. If it's your first time here, I'm so glad you found this podcast, and I hope that it blesses you. So I wanted to begin with a little behind-the-scenes story here that you might get a kick out of. So when I have a topic in my mind, then I try to find a Bible verse that will tie it all together or that I can use as the foundation for the episode. And sometimes the Bible verse comes to me, and then I come up with a topic, and sometimes it's vice versa. But this story I wanted to share because I was inspired by this story that I'm going to share with you today. And then I thought, okay, what's the Bible verse that's going to go along with this? And all probably from like within the first few days after I heard this story, this Bible passage that I just read in Luke 9, 18 to 20 is the one that came to me. And though I, but I really wasn't sure, you know, because it came to me pretty soon and I wasn't sure how I was going to make this work and tie it all together. So I'm always praying about what what does God want me to say? What's the message that he wants me to get across this microphone to all of you? And I just pray constantly. That's my secret. I just pray, pray, pray. And I ask God to make it obvious. But on Monday, the 27th, when I sat down to do the outline for this episode, I was still questioning whether or not this was the right passage. So I thought, I'm not sure. So I closed the Bible and I closed my eyes and I opened the Bible and I just pointed and I thought, maybe that's how God's going to tell me what verse he wants me to talk about. And I did that about three times and I was getting, you know, Old Testament fire and brimstone. I thought, this is not what I want to say. So I went back to this Luke chapter nine again. I'm thinking, God, do you really want me to talk about this? Like, you got to help me out here. Make it clear. Make it obvious. And then I thought, oh, I know, this is probably something that we're going to hear in this season of of Lent. So I googled, when do we hear the gospel reading of who do you say I am? And if you want to know the official Catholic readings for the day and for the Sunday, you can go to that USCCB, it's like the Catholic um, bishops of the United States, and it, it gives you the readings and stuff. But that's not the website that came up. The website that came up is called catholicreadings.org. And you won't believe it. On Monday, when I was doing this Googling, their Bible verse of the day was this, who do you say I am, gospel story. So I was like, okay, God, 
I get it. Haha. <laughs> Funny. Okay. I'm going to go with it. So that's how this opening Bible passage came to be today. But anyway, I hope you like this story. And I want to just go over again this verse, this gospel story, because we've heard it so many times, but I really want you to hear it with you know, the ears of an older person, like you've, you've lived more than last year, if you heard it last year. And um, so, you know, like, that's why the Bible is just genius, because it's every time you open it, you're in a different place. It's like you can never step into the same river twice, right? So let's break it down. Jesus is praying, and his disciples were with him. So his closest buddies are with him. And he asks them, who do the crowd say that I am? Like the nameless, faceless people that we're preaching to all day long, just the masses who do those people say that I am? And the disciples reply, well, they say you're John the Baptist, or they say you're Elijah, or like maybe you're an ancient prophet that's risen from the dead. You know, like they're just kind of throwing stuff at the wall. But then Jesus turns to them, his closest friends, the people that really know him, that travel with him every day, they're living with him. And he says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said in reply, the Messiah of God. And he's exactly right, right? So the story I'm going to share with you today, I think it's exactly this. It's a story of who do the crowds say that this young man is and who do the people that really know him say that he is. And that's the angle I'm going to take with this story I'm going to share with you. Today's story is about my friend's son, we are family friends with their family, and this young man is one of my son's best buds. So he's a sophomore in high school, my son's a junior in high school, and they have come up through the ranks of Boy Scouts together. And so my son is currently working on Eagle Scout. So you do your project, but there's more to the rank of Eagle Scout than just doing a project. The project is usually what we hear the most about, and it's usually what kids put until the very, very end. So that's usually what people think, oh, they did their project and they're done. But that's actually not the case. It's not the case with my son. He did his project, but he still has merit badges to earn. So we're not quite there yet. But the story of this young man, he is um, on his path to Eagle Scout. And just to give you a little history of what it means to achieve the rank of Eagle Scout, it's, it's pretty rare, all things considered. When I did some research, it was anywhere between 2% to 11% of scouts actually earn the rank of Eagle Scout. But most articles I was reading kind of settled in around the 6%. So you can say safely roughly 6% of kids that start in scouting will complete their Eagle Scout rank. So it's pretty rare. And when my son was in first grade and we were just starting off in Cub Scouts, I remember his scoutmaster giving a speech that I have repeated so many times to parents of scouts as they come in and they're discerning whether or not they want to do this because it's a big decision. It's, it's like you're kind of, it takes a village to get these kids all the way through. But the scoutmaster said to us, he said, if your child achieves the rank of Eagle Scout, it is the only thing that they will accomplish in high school that they will put on their resume at 50 years old, 40 years old, 30 years old, whatever on the applications for college, on scholarship applications. I don't care if your kid was state champion at some sport, national champion, they're not going to put that on their resume when they're 45 years old. So just kind of put things in perspective for me that like, okay, of all the things that, you know, I didn't give birth to like, you know, Pele or whatever. So 
my kids are not athletes of that caliber. So we've kind of taken the route of like scouting and, you know, that's what our family does. And I've, I've always come back to this story from that scoutmaster and just thought like, okay, this is, it's scouting for life. You're prepared for life. That's what we're doing here. And even the military recognizes the leadership abilities of these kids that have earned Eagle Scout ranking in that when, if a child goes to enlist in the military, every branch of our U.S. military will automatically allow that that young enlistee um, to automatically have a higher rank and therefore a higher pay grade if they come in as an Eagle Scout versus a non-Eagle Scout. So that's just to give you a little bit of background about how cool it is with these kids that are making Eagle Scout. So you have to do a project. That's part of the final stage of actually becoming an Eagle Scout. But you can't just start hammering things and planting things and putting up bulletins. Like I'm sure you've seen things in your church with the little plaque. Maybe there's a bulletin board that says done by Eagle Scout, da, 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 from troop, da, da, da. Or you've been out hiking and maybe there's a, a map of the trails and it, you know, the whole big wooden structure was an Eagle Scout project. Like we've all kind of seen these things around our community, right? That's the whole point of the project is it's something that you give back to your community or a service that you perform. But before you can begin your project, you have to go and get the actual project approved. So you go and for us, we went to, it was a church, but it was kind of like a big meeting room within this church. And there's a panel of adults and they're probably scout leaders, people ranking pretty high in the scout hierarchy. And they all have a copy of your proposal in front of them. And you stand before them and you are just put through the questions, you know. And for my son, it was just me that went with him. For my friend, not I know she was there. I'm not sure if her husband was there, if the scoutmaster was there with them. But it is totally up to the scout. They have to describe their project and they have to defend their ideas. And me as the mom and my friend as the mom, we can't say anything unless we are asked a question. Do not speak unless you are spoken to. So you're just watching your kid put it all on the line. They could be floundering over the simplest question that you just want to be like, oh my gosh, look at your numbers. Look at page three. Look at this. But you can't. You're like jumping out of your skin, right? But the purpose of this committee is to vet the project. Um, and it really, it's all in the the idea of supporting the scout. And But they're, they're looking for holes in the application. They're looking to see if the scout has overlooked anything. Um, they're there to ask the tough questions and to see if the scout has really done their homework. Have they done their research? Have they budgeted correctly? Is it realistic? How's the planning that they've laid out before them? And the questions are usually pretty straightforward. You know, like, how are you going to pay for this? Why is this nonprofit important to you? And et cetera, et cetera. But this young man was getting a different kind of question. And when his mom told me this story, that's when I knew I had to share it with you because it's the questions that I think we could almost see asking ourselves when we feel that we're called to do something or that God is saying, you know, who are you and what am I calling you to be? To do? These are the questions that this young man was getting. Instead of, you know, how are you going to pay for this? He was getting, do you really think this is possible? Do you really think you can do this? Is this even realistic? Okay. 
And I'm sure we've all had ideas and seeds that were planted inside of us that we know it must come from God because if God wants it for us, he's planted that seed and it is already possible. But how many of us don't have the courage to say yes? You know, and so what is this project, right? I'm building it up. Any Eagle Scout project is an achievement. My son built a fire pit at a local camp for, for kids that are at risk, high-risk kids. Um, there's, there's all sorts of projects, and they're all great. And every project, I'm sure, has a mother behind it that has prayed and cried and nagged and just pulled her hair out. But this project is a little bit more involved. And I think we can all agree it's a little bit more than your average Eagle Scout project. This young man is not going to be building a fire pit or putting up a, you know, a walkway or planting gardens at the church. This guy is going to be working on a project that is over 8,000 miles from his home. He's been working with an organization called Villages in Partnership, and they work in remote villages in, wait for it, <laughs> Malawi, in Africa, in case you, <laughs> I had to look it up on the map, I'll be honest. So currently, the village of Kanda, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, does not have access to healthcare. So Villages in Partnership is building a medical clinic to serve the people of Kanda, Malawi. And this young man is organizing, his project is going to be to collect supplies and put them on a 40-foot shipping container and send them to Africa. I don't even know the very first thing about how I would obtain a shipping container. Do you? I don't. I, I've seen them. We've all seen them. If you live anywhere near a river or the ocean, you've seen shipping containers. How do you get one? How do you get stuff in there? I don't know. How do you know that that boat's going to where you want it to go? This kid has had to figure this out. And that's only phase one. Phase two, I'll get to in a little bit. But you can understand why this Eagle Scout Council was a little skeptical about approving this project. But here's the thing. The council is only looking at the application and the written plan. What they can't look at and what they can't see is the fact that they really don't know the scout that's standing before them. You know, so they're a bit like the faceless, nameless crowd. They don't know him. They're just kind of guessing at what this kid is maybe capable of doing. But meanwhile, his mom is on the sidelines jumping out of her skin like, yes, he can do this. And she said to me, she's like, I just was trying to will him to say like, yes, I can do this. Of course I can do this. Because she knows him. She's part of the inner circle. She raised this kid. She grew him in her body. Of course he can do it. And the same for you. Who do the crowd say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And I know this kid because a few years ago, he stood in my kitchen and I asked him, I said, do you think you're going to go for Eagle Scout? 
because it really takes a village. Like it takes all of us pushing these kids and encouraging them because it's a long road and they get distracted in high school and they get jobs and they get girlfriends. And now the girls that can be in Boy Scouts, so they get boyfriends and, you know, it's distracting. And that's why we're down to the 6% of kids that actually get over that Eagle Scout rank, that finish line of that. And I asked him, are you going to make, are you going to go for Eagle Scout? Oh yes, Mrs. Morton. So I said, have you given any thought to your project? And this kid is just like, he's just an awesome kid. And he's physically bigger than I am. He plays football. He already has a commanding presence when he walks into a room. And he's just jovial and full of life. And he's just like a happy scout-flavored scout kid that just loves to play outside. And, you know, I have a great picture of him ice fishing. And so I just, I, I have no doubt. And so I, I thought, I asked him, I said, do you have any idea what you think you'd be uh, looking to do for your, your project? And he says, I don't know, Mrs. Morton, but it's going to be big. <sighs> this is the part that gets me. He goes, I want to leave a legacy. And I thought, oh my gosh, what the heck? You know, of course you will. And again, you guys, who do the crowd say that I am? And who do you say that I am? This kid knows who he is. His mom knows who he is. I'm just like a friend of the family and I know who he is. But God, of course, knows this child and loves this child and is cheering for this kid. And he's planted the seed in his head. And if God has planted the seed, then it is already done. You just have to accept the mission and make it so. Two weeks ago, he completed phase one of his project. He and his family and friends delivered over 1,200 pounds of supplies to be loaded in that 40-foot shipping container, and it set sail for Africa. Who do the crowd say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Phase two of his project has now begun, and his goal is to raise $3,000 to purchase supplies in Africa that he can't purchase here in the United States. And then... This summer, he will go to Africa with his mom and I don't know who else, and they're going to buy the things and they're going to oversee the project. And this clinic is set to open in August of 2023. And, you know, this gospel reading today is just one of, it's in the Bible three different times. Um, and in the version that I read from Luke, it doesn't say this next part. But in other accounts of this story, Jesus says to Peter, Upon this rock, I will build my church. This young man told me that he wanted his project to be one that left a legacy. And Jesus left us the church. That's the legacy of St. Peter. And now this kid is going to help build a medical clinic over 8,000 miles from his home. I want you to turn these questions on Jesus. I want you to imagine yourself speaking to him face-to-face, -face, in a small circle, maybe sitting outside, and just say, Jesus, who do they say I am? And then ask him, Jesus, who do you say I am? And when you hear his answer, you've got to find the strength to really believe who he says you are, because it's way better and it's way bigger than anything that the crowds are saying. 
Now, I'm going to finish up by saying, if you are inspired by this young man's story and you would like to help him hit that goal of raising the, the remaining money, I have a link in the show notes that you can click on and get him there. He's really close. So I hope that um, he makes his goal and I will keep you posted as the summer goes on um, about where he stands on his project. And maybe his mom will let me post some pictures from Africa later on this summer. So anyway, have a great day. Please pray for this young man that he gets everything he needs to get and that they have safe travels to, to Africa when it's time to go. Have a great day, and I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. Take care. Bye-bye.